Welcome to Dudes of Hazards Radio. I'm your founder and host, Donnie McCarty. Thanks for joining us today for a special recap episode of the first Dudes of Hazards Open held at Graceburg Hills. Today, I have two great league members on the podcast with me, Alex Holloman and Ian Heron. Alex, go ahead and say hey to the league again. What's up, guys? Y'all might remember me from the uh, the first podcast, and guess what? You got to listen to me again today. Oh, man. What a chore. Ian, go ahead and uh, say hey to the guys. What's up, guys? Good to... Good to be here. Excited to do it for the first time. This is uh, your not only your first podcast, but your first year in the league as well, correct? Yep, that's right. Awesome. Well, glad to have you on, man. So today, guys, on this recap podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to take a couple minutes to get to know Ian a little bit better, since this is his first time on here. For the Dudes of Hazards Open, we had two of our just very valuable league members, Dan Green and Corey Smart, come into town a day early. And they came and played around at the country club with me. So we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about that and just their experience at the tournament. Then we'll go ahead and recap the first and second day of the tournament with some on-course interviews. We'll hear from a phone call from Justin Fawn. He's going to be calling in from Southern Pines. We'll go over the final results, get some reactions from Alex and Ian on what they thought of the whole weekend in the tournament. And then we actually have another event coming up this, uh, this uh, Sunday called The Match, and that's going to be between one of the guys here on the podcast and two, uh, three other members in a uh, similar format to what you've seen on TV. So, Ian, let's go ahead and uh, dive on in. Tell the league a little bit about yourself and what we need to know about you. So, uh, name's Ian Heron, um, from Johnson City, uh, born here, raised here, went to Science Hill, graduated from ETSU. I think I'm older than the average member, so I don't think I went to college with most of you guys, but... Um, graduated from ETSU, work at Science Hill, teach personal finance. Um, I uh, help coach the golf team there, actually. Um, you might not be able to pick that out from my swing, but I do, I do, I do assist uh, with the team there, so that's good. I got a wife, Ashley, and two young kids at home. My son, Bo, he'll be three in June, and my daughter, Remy, just turned one. Excellent. So we got our hands full with the uh, with the young ones at home. Still managed somehow to find quite a bit of time for golf, and uh, yeah, just just living the good life, man. Absolutely. The uh, I mean, if it's important to you, you'll make time for it, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And there's only a handful of things that are important to me, and that's on the short list. You know what? I I feel like I can relate to that. Like it's like I love hanging out with my wife slash dog. Um, you know. Basically, hanging out with her or I'm golfing. Those are, like, the two activities you'll find me doing. Um, so tell me a little bit about your skill level. You said that you coach over at Science Hill. Uh, what's what's your playing game look like? Uh, well, I'm sitting at a, about a 10 right now, index-wise. Um, it's going up rapidly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's going up fast. So I'm, I'm trying to work uh, – rock the – or excuse me, trying to knock the winter rust off. But yep. – um, you know, I had it down to around an eight at one point. Nice. You know, I, I, I threw a couple rounds in the seventies out last year, played my best golf ever last year. Um, should be turning in the right direction. So, uh, you know, I'm okay. I'm not going to be the best out there. I'm hopefully not going to be the worst, you know, probably a very unlikely sitting around a 10 that you'll be the, the worst that shows up. But, uh, I mean, on a good day, a 10 or someone of your skill, level, I've seen you play and sometimes you can really hit just some phenomenal sh- shots. You got a really smooth looking swing. And so wouldn't surprise me to see you throw up some uh, rounds in the seventies at all. No. Yeah. I, I definitely plan on it. That's, that's the target. Um, you know, I'm like this weekend, I, I didn't play my best rounds ever and by any means, by any stretch, 
So I've got more in the tank. It's out there. I'm not. I'm not too concerned. It's going to happen. The season is very early. Yeah. I yeah. mean, basically until May, there's still so many questionable weather days and just you know the the basically the playing conditions aren't what they're going to be in that May June time frame and <laughs> later on in the year. So plenty of time. How long have you been playing the game? Started after college. Really? Um, yep. I'm one of those classic guys who say they wish they had grown up playing, yep. but didn't. Just wasn't exposed to it a whole lot. Um, if I had been around it more, I think I would have found out that I absolutely love it because I do. Yep. Um, but started playing after college, so probably been playing, I don't know, seven-ish years. So I should pro- at this pace, I should probably be a little bit better than I am. But, you know, some, some people are slow learners. So, hey. yeah. That happens sometimes. The uh, favorite course, uh, maybe in the Tri-Cities area, what, what's that look like for you? What a tough question. There's so many around here that I want to, you know, some of the private places that I haven't been to. I'm, I'm definitely a municipal guy. Um, that's, that is, that's tough. All right, here's not going to be a fan favorite, but the place that has the, the soft spot in my heart for sure is Elizabethan. My grandpa's a golfer. All right, we're going to go ahead and kick him off the pod. His opinion <laughs> is no longer valid, and it'll be just me and hey. Alex the rest of the day. Old Lizzie has its <laughs> traits, all right? Um, you know, grandpa was a member there forever. Yep. Um, when I first started picking up clubs, I would go out there with him. The the tournament I play in every year, the East Tennessee Amateurs out there. Nice. Just a lot of good memories out at that place. Well, good, man. Um, how about ever? What's your favorite course you've ever played, or what's one that really sticks out in your mind to you? The the common answer on this podcast that I can't give is Tobacco Road. I've been there a couple times. It's incredible. Absolutely. We both love loved it. it. Absolutely love it. It's so fun. But I can't I can't say that. Um gosh, that's tough. Maybe, you know, I I it might be the uh you know the the Instagram darling these days. It really might be Sweden's Cove, the nine hole place down outside of Chattanooga. I know. I mean, you have definitely talked about looking at putting that into the rotation for the league next year. Um, I'm really excited to be down there. I know you've said great things about it. That, that seems like one definitely worth checking out. That might be the most fun you can have with you know playing golf is 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 walking that that little nine hole loop down at Sweden's. Well, I mean, uh, I'm no. Uh, uh, I mean, big fan of having fun here, so uh, it sounds like we need to get a trip together down there. Well, guys, let's go ahead and uh, dive on into this thing. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dan and uh, Corey. So these guys, um, you know, we have a lot of guys that are in the Tri-Cities area in the league, but Corey and Dan, um, Corey lives in Southern Pines, which is where also Justin Fawn lives, and Dan Green lives in the Charlotte area where Calvin Wingate lives. And um, actually, all four of these guys came in for the tournament, but uh, Corey and Dan came in pretty early Friday. I know Corey left around 5.30 in the morning to go pick up Dan, made it out to the Johnson City Country Club around 10 o'clock. It was freezing, so we decided to take a delayed lunch and sit around for a while and have a couple drinks and just kind of hang out. Um, Dan is a first-year league member who, if anyone has played with Dan, can just attest, is just full of one-liners. Um, I mean, the dude never has a shortage of laughs and smiles. Uh, it's just a real um, joy to have in the league. And he was brought in by Corey Smart. And Corey Smart was actually the runner-up to the league champ last year. So both of these guys are just incredible grade-A league members that I really enjoy uh, getting to know and play with. So we came out, played a little lone wolf action, and... 
Dan actually came and smacked me and Corey around that day, uh, which, you know, we were talking about it beforehand. And he's like, I'll just bring up the rear. Don't mind me back here. And by the end of it, me and Corey were trying to strategize to beat Dan around hole 13 because we were like, dude, we can't lose to this guy. And he actually widened the gap up on us when we were trying to play aggressive. And uh, he ended up playing, honestly, one of the best rounds he said he's ever played. I think he shot an 86, which is like tied for his second best round ever. So that was super fun. I mean, That's he was awesome. hitting the driver great was really a fun round and then Corey if you played with Corey um kind of the same as Dan like they just I don't know if they in their DNA it lets them have a bad time I think that's kind of against who they are and so even though we were getting crushed we were just like every time we went back by the clubhouse we were like well I guess another uh spiked Arnold Palmer will probably do the trick or whatever it was that day so uh, we had a good time, took a little break for lunch, and then we actually went back out and played a little three-man scramble versus the course with the goal to get the two under. Me and Corey were going first in the putting lineup, so he actually didn't have to putt the whole time until hole nine. <laughs> and so, because like, me and Corey were just one-putting everything in between whoever was going first between us. And Dan was like, cool, this is the weakest part of my game. And so he hadn't putt in like three hours, basically, by the time he had to make this like 17-footer on number 18 and just drills it straight in the cup. If you didn't know to understand the context, you would have thought this was like winning like the Ryder Cup or some major tournament. Guys that are listening to this, um, if you get the chance to play as Corey and Dan or you see that you're paired up with them in a tournament, just be prepared to have fun. I know Ian's going to – I can just tell by looking at him. He's wanting to say a little bit about playing with Dan already. He uh, had the pleasure this weekend. Yeah, I played with – I was sharing a cart with Dan on Sunday, and, man, we had a blast. I, uh, I Like I've said before, I did not bring my best game, so – um, by you know the tenth or eleventh hole, Dan and I were ready to get loose, and we yep. got we got loose. <laughs> we had us a good time. That's awesome. Man. Dan was a great guy to share a cart with for the afternoon, and I'm I'm excited to do it again. Absolutely. Uh, so I actually got a little um, conversation with Dan after our, uh, we had finished playing on Friday. So let's go ahead and listen into that. So yeah, I'm Dan. Uh, it was actually really fun. You know, we got here, we left pretty early from Charlotte. Corey left really early from Pinehurst. And uh, got here about 11, 11.30 and hit a few balls. And, you know, weather was perfect besides the wind. And uh, great course. Um, greens are very tricky. But uh, I think I used my best round of the weekend this weekend. So that's... You played lights out, dude. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good round. It was a good round. Um, and then that last nine that we did, so we did 27 total. The last nine was probably the more fun just because we yeah. were teaming, teaming up and doing it. So, we yeah. went, uh, well, we had a goal of getting to uh, even on the on the back nine as a me, you, and Corey, and we actually finished up one under. You hit a 15-footer to save us uh, for par on the final uh, on the final <laughs> hole, so that was exciting. I know that brought out a lot of chest pumps and pushes, <laughs> let's fucking go! So, uh, dude, well, I'm glad that you came out early and got to actually hang out finally get a round in together it truly was a great day great day for 27 and uh look forward to seeing how you do uh, over the tournament this weekend yeah it should be fun uh thanks for having us a day early you know i i I was like i can make this work easily so uh we're more you and Corey getting the day off to do it so it's fun absolutely thanks man Mm -hmm. well there you go that's a little bit from dan uh he's an awesome dude glad he uh came in for the weekend and uh, Ian, so he said that was probably going to be his best round of the weekend. Was that, did that end up being true based off of uh, what you saw? Well, yeah, if he shot 86, that was definitely his best round of the weekend from what I saw. Yeah. No, I mean, 
Well, uh, the country club is definitely can be tricky, but uh, Graysburg and the weather that we had with the wind, I think out there definitely was not going to be conducive to putting up your best round ever. So um, let's go ahead and break into the day one. Uh, Alex, what did you? What were some highlights you had from day one of the tournament? Well, uh, first of all, was the weather like it, it was a little bit windy, but absolutely beautiful day. So sometimes. Um, April, especially early April, can be very unpredictable. Um, so I was anticipating that it could go really south, but honestly, the course is in great shape. Um, it wasn't wet or saturated by any means. There wasn't a whole lot of really bad weather in the forecast before the tournament. Yeah, and it was you're right. Be- and it was a beautiful. It was a little chilly in the morning, but I mean, it was still a beautiful day with the sun out, and um, it was a great time. Good. I'm glad you had a good time, Ian. What were some of your takeaways from that first day? Yeah, I mean. Similar to what Alex said, I, I mean, I'm I'm bad about, like, checking the weather, like, every five minutes before I know, like, for two weeks before I know that we're going to be playing golf somewhere, I'm looking forward to something. Uh, for ten days, the weather was not looking good for the weekend. It, it was questionable. And it flipped on a dime. It did. It really did. A couple days out, it was like, nope, not going to rain. It's going to be sunny, high as 60s. It's going to be beautiful. And it really was. I mean, it's been windy here for two months, so we knew that was going to happen. But. Yeah, if, you, if you've listened to this podcast, uh, I mean, you heard Dan say it in that little interview. You'll hear it this weekend. I mean, this you, the theme you, of the the literally of 2022. You could, you could hear it in your microphone at the, the event we did at the country club a couple of weeks ago when you were yep. giving the post post round interview. So, I mean, the wind was going to be there. We knew that. Yep. Um, By now everyone should be bored. I mean, I'll be honest, the, the, the more I've played it, the more I'm getting accustomed to it. I usually don't mind it that much. It's like, yeah, you're not going to play your best golf ever, ever. But once you've been playing in it for like two months, it's like, okay, this isn't as bad as it was that first week or two when it just was yeah. relentless. It's certainly making me a better golfer. I know that because I'm learning just how much it really does affect you. It does. So I'm thinking, okay, the wind's at my back. This is a club I need. Okay, I'm hitting into the wind. This is a club I need. Okay, I'm going across the wind. Maybe yep. maybe I should redirect my aiming aiming location. So it's absolutely um, the steel is sharpening the steel a little bit here. And um, I, th- I think in the long run, it's honestly – it, it sucks now, but it's going to pay off. Cause I, I absolutely agree. It's making yeah. you better. It will. I, Go ahead, Ian. Well, I was just going to say I'm the same way. I, I enjoy playing in the wind because of the challenge, mm-hmm. but I, I end up doing the opposite where I just outsmart myself. I just think too much. I just get – my gears are going too much in my head, and then I'm always – Overcalculate. I'm short. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place. See, I'm a simple man. I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that morning, so we had an afternoon shotgun start at 1 o'clock, but we had a couple guys that, due to work constraints, had to play in the morning. And so those people definitely drew the short end of the stick that day. Uh, 8.36 tee time, and it was 34 degrees at tee off. And I remember, uh, yeah, that was a really miserable first about four holes before the sun really started coming out. And, uh, you know, so the guys, Greg Fawn, uh, Elijah Worrells, and then Cade Pope played that morning. Uh, honestly, the, you could just tell, like, off the opening tee box, uh, Justin Fawn was also there. He was kind of just doing a practice round playing with his dad, Greg, uh, before he actually played in the afternoon. And you could just tell, like, when it's 34 to 41 degrees, yeah. you're only swinging so fluid, uh, a lot of chopping at the ball and stuff. So it was kind of a rough start. But then they honestly, it quickly got nicer in between about hole five and nine. And by that time, it, it really wasn't too bad of a factor anymore. And it was actually the winds died down for a decent part of the morning, which was actually beneficial to them. And I noticed everyone definitely played better that next little stretch and uh, turned in some better scores. And so we actually have an interview from Cade Pope um, 
while he was playing in that morning round. So let's go ahead and hear from him. All right, so we just made the turn here in the morning group, and I'm here with Cade Pope. Uh, Cade, tell me a little bit about how you're doing this morning. You're sitting at one over right now through nine. Um, I'm scrambling. You know, uh, I've had some miracle shots today, to say the least, but, um, you know, my, my put- putting's rolling, and I'm starting to put the ball in the fairway a little more, so I'm hoping to turn it on on the back nine and finish up with a good score. Love to hear it, man. Keep it up. Appreciate it. So I'm trying to remember what number it is. I think it might be hole five is – it's either um, might be number four. It's after the really strong dog leg left on the the knobs, and then it's a yeah hole four. It's a par five, and it kind of goes out for maybe two hundred yards, and then dog legs right a little bit down and straight. Yeah, par four. Par four. With the par three comes after it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So on yeah. that one. So on that opening tee shot, Cade missed like into the woods, like to the point where like everyone in the group was like, "What the fuck was that?" Like way left, left. Uh, yes, like yeah. just like colossally, not even in a good spot. And then he's over here like complaining, ah, you know, I don't think I have a look. And so I kind of walk away from him, seeing what's going to go on, checking where the other guy's balls are. And all of a sudden this ball comes flying out of the woods, lands about like 15 feet from the pin. And I'm like, oh, my God, not this again. <laughs> I think he – we looked back and counted on it. Out of the first nine holes, I think he actually had to hit out of the trees on four of them. And every time got out cleanly and actually got on the re- on the green and reg in three of those. And I was just like, this is disgusting. That's like that's just, incredible. Like when he says he was scrambling all morning, like he he literally couldn't hit a tee shot to save his life. It, like nothing was in play and was still just kind of trucking along. So well, it's because we've been hanging out together, man. That, I mean, you're the, you're I the play, king of the yeah, woods. I play I play out of the woods all the time. So I mean, Cage just had his notebook out. I guess. That's funny. You know, I hate to brag, but you know, <laughs> hang out in the woods. You know, even every now and then you get. Yeah, kind of good at hitting out of the woods. You do, and honestly, uh, pulling off some of those glory shots out of the woods of just the unbelievable chance of how that pull off is like, those are super rewarding. Especially to rescue a par or to, to yep. hit the green reg, and it's like, man, like it, it kind of makes it more fun, honestly. And like, I agree, yeah. It's so, exciting. We also had, um, at the turn in the afternoon group, we caught up with Brad and Hugh, and so this is from day one, so uh, let's hear what they had to say. I'm here with uh, Brad and Hugh, two guys that definitely have the skills to win this tournament. How are you guys looking through nine? Hugh, why don't you uh, let's hear from you first. Uh, it's been a little rough getting going. I've, I've had – I bogeyed the first two holes, and then I've since I've had – let's see. I had, a, I had two bogeys to start out and a double bogey, so I'm four over through – what are we, through nine? Yeah, through nine. Through nine. I ha- I've had five putts now, five birdie putts inside 15 feet, and I haven't made a single one of them, so that doesn't help. But – I'm hitting good shots off the tee and good iron shots into the greens. I just can't putt. So if I can find my putter, I'll be okay. Are we thinking we're they're going to start falling eventually? Yeah, they'll just I mean, keep they putting got, them. They got to. <laughs> they got to. Like they mathematically. To. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Brad, how are you uh, playing today? <sighs> I started off actually pretty good. Started striking the ball. Went on a little bogey run, but uh, had a little good par right there. And uh, wind's starting to pick up a little bit. It is. And that's, uh, I think that'll, we'll see how that affects everyone else out here. Yeah, it's, um, it's starting to pick up a little bit. Definitely, I think. Earlier when we teed off, it was a lot more still, but um, you probably agree with this wind that you know it's going to affect everyone. But oh yeah, uh, yeah. the better players usually can hang in a little better through it. So maybe you, hoping uh, you think you think you that, would think yeah. you think that you would think that. <laughs> That's funny. So. Well, y'all finish strong out here, and we'll catch up with y'all a little later. We'll All righty, thanks. We'll do. Thank you. Well. That's funny that he went to say that because uh, it turns out that Brad did manage to figure out how to be that type of A player and figure out how to play in the wind all day. I think uh, I think the wind was a factor. I think 
a big factor, at least for me. I, I'm not going to speak to anybody else's game, but I definitely had a few struggles hitting off the thin lies in the fairway. I think there were a few times where I would have preferred to be just in the rough yep. to have a little green to hit off of. That first cut. Because those, those fairways were really, really thin. Um, really thin, tough for me to hit off of. There were there were several shots that I can remember that I just I just hit them thin because there wasn't I just didn't feel like I could hit down on the ball much. Yep. Um, but the more I, the more I played it, the more I thought about it, I I liked that, and I I think you know I'm new in this league and I'm not going to be making any decisions for anybody, but I like the idea of the open for the dudes of hazards to be. To kind of resemble the U.S. Open, which is yep. consistently the supposed to be the hardest test in golf. Yep. So if there's going to be a tournament where we're playing in tough conditions, playing the ball down, putting everything out, well, let's make it the dudes' open. That is yep. the hardest one of the year. And if you can like, if you can be like Brad this weekend and figure it out, and you know shoot a net 148, then props to you. Like yep. you're, you're the guy who who solved the puzzle, and I, I kind of like that. I agree. That's the that was kind of the plan with this tournament is you know it's a good opportunity for people that were not in the league to maybe come out and play in an open tournament like this, but also this and actually the tournament we have next month in Blue Ridge will actually be the toughest tournament of the year. That was a special invite one that basically was for people that qualified last year based off of how they did in the standings, and then some people I know that are new like Brad who were like really into the golf and the really competitive side, which he came out and showed out this weekend. Um, but yeah, for the one that's just open for open registration, this was definitely the toughest tournament of the year. And that was kind of what it was modeled after was the U.S. Open style of like, all right, like every year I would expect like you're not we're not going to get uh, the easiest course. That's going to be a cakewalk. We're not going to have people going insanely low. We want a course to where for two days you're going to build the brotherhood and camaraderie. But you're also going to see some really rewarding shots, but also some probably some pretty frustrating ones, too. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it was it was fair. Everybody had to play in the same thing, so it was it was it was fair. It was fun. Good. I definitely felt those thin lies too. Oh there yeah. There was, a, I mean, several times I can think. Well, I just literally just barely missed my strike, and the ball just topped and rolled out. I mean, it would always roll out because there wasn't anything to catch yeah, the ball. It would just roll and roll and roll. So a couple times it actually worked out pretty well, but definitely not what I was going for. And then. Two or three times I hit the ball fat, and I was like, it grabbed the club. Yep. Especially where the ground, the dirt itself was dry, mm -hmm. so it didn't have a whole lot of like give to it. It just kind of like caught the club, and just ooh, like you definitely felt it. I and, think it made those. What I noticed where I didn't play in this, and I was riding around with everyone. You know, people hitting out of the rough really did that first cut. Definitely did have a better chance at getting down and getting the clean strike on mm -hmm. the ball. And then where I noticed it was that. 40 to 90 yard range was just eating people like people were getting into there and they were being in trouble where it requires just I feel like a lot more touch and that's harder to get in those thin lines definitely yeah yep. and the greens too i mean the, the the greens were hard themselves so they, they just the ball just wasn't grabbing the green with the backspin and and stopping it well, would hit the green and just roll out talk about some of the pin locations oh my gosh oh. Who, who irritated that pin uh, the greenskeeper and then he they, did, was... they didn't get changed from saturday <laughs> no, no, we had to do it twice dude I mean, number was, eight on the knobs that par brutal. three brutal i have honestly it was perfectly set on this ridge i actually watched someone four putt it just going left to right left to right back and forth past it and i was like dude this is painful and like each putt was inside of three feet but you can't hit it with any confidence because oh. you know that you're going to send it by it and if like, you're not confident on a putt i four putted once um yeah. on sunday too and it was 
man, it hurt. Yeah. I, I think I was on in reg. I was either on in reg or I just barely missed, which is still decent for me. But yeah. I mean, I four putted. Yeah. I just put, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. Just well, kept easy to uh, do out there. Hello. So let's go ahead and uh, hear from actually our defending league champ. We're going to go ahead and give him a phone call. I think he's waiting for us. Justin. Hello. How's it going, man? Hey, it's coming. All right, dude. We got you on the the recap episode here with Alex Hallman and Ian Heron. Go ahead and say hey to these guys and the rest of the league. Hey, guys. What's going on? Good to talk to you. What's, What's up, up, Justin? Hey, buddy. So, Justin, uh, tell us a little bit about you. This is your first time on the podcast. Uh, did you do anything uh, special last year? Well, you know, there were a couple of special things I did last year. Uh, one of them, you know being uh the winner of the entire league so that was really cool um but no seriously uh last year uh, was a really really awesome year for me uh with the league because you know gotta meet a whole lot of new guys and uh you guys that honestly like like you're really good friends of yours and um you know now they're like really good friends of mine and, and really what it got me to do is just play a lot more golf than you know what i was used to and uh be in a really in a group of people that i'm not really generally around so really kind of helped uh help me just kind of branch out from uh you know the usual crowd that i'm with and really just be with some different minded people absolutely so uh justin we we know that you're uh you're in the army right now um going through some training so yeah you mentioned that different set of people so uh i'd say you know that's that's a pretty high stress job uh really important and so it's probably nice to catch a little bit of break from that to join a golf league that is uh definitely based around fun and you know building these type of relationships and friendships yeah no doubt um you know and, and it's funny because uh really whenever whenever you started the league pretty much the first year that we really started doing this um, you know, I had, I had just gotten back from, uh, my nine month deployment to Afghanistan. Um, so it was like, it, it was really cool. Uh, it was, it was pretty good. Like, um, you know, like a de-stressor, uh, for me, you know, it really got me to, to, you know, focus on something other than, other than my job. And yeah, you know, being, you know, being in the military, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm here in Fort Bragg, um, in North Carolina and, you know, it, it's pretty much just like everywhere you go, no matter where you go, it's, uh, it's military people, right? So, um, you know, being able to come home and, and play play golf with, you know, non-military people really was it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. You know? It really kind of opens up your horizon. It does. I know when you came back from uh, that deployment, um, you came down to what was our uh, trip to Myrtle Beach, and it was like that unofficial year that we did the trip. And that's when we had the pleasure of getting paired up with uh, playing Clayton and Keaton. And would you say, arguably, that was the worst ass beating in the history of golf? <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's funny because, like, man, I I hadn't played golf in so long, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm like, a, I thought I was like 18 handicap back then, so I, I you know, I was like, I'm a bogey golf guy, and then uh, yeah, we just balled out. The uh, I think both of us, I mean, up until that time, that was the best round of golf I'd played in my life. And I know that you were playing out of your mind. And again, this was after literally coming off of like a year long deployment in Afghanistan and then like not swinging the clubs and just like, I think you had like eight swings on the range and we're like, all right, we're ready to do this thing. And I'm like, well, dude, I'm, I'm a liability out here. So I don't know how much you're going to be counting on that. And uh, I remember we were playing a match play and it was, 
uh, on the fourth hole, we had won the first four holes in a row against uh, Clayton and Keaton. And Watson was their team captain that year, and he calls Clayton and is like, how in the fuck is it possible to be down four holes through fucking four holes? He said, that's insane. He said, like, dude, he gave him, like, an ass chew, and we were dying in the cart. And Clayton's like, dude, you don't understand. There's nothing we can do about this. And we had a par five up next. And my tee shot landed about a foot and a half from the pin. And I was like, yeah, you guys are hosed. Like, if I'm hitting yeah. shots like this and Justin's playing out of his mind, and we just – I think our excitement level, of that was the first time we had hung out since your deployment. We Like, honestly, we would have taken on anyone. We were definitely a, a wreck that day to play. So that was, I know, one of my favorite golf memories we've had. So, uh, you know, a lot of great times with you being in the league. But – Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this weekend. Uh, so this was our first major tournament we've had in our league history. We, you know, last year we had some big tournaments, but we didn't really have anything established like our four major ones. And so, what was it like to come to that this year? Um, you know, it, it, first of all, it's, it's always really good to come home. And uh, you know, my, my parents still live in Bristol, so um, you know, I stay with them Friday night uh, for uh, the weekend to do the golf tournament. Um, and that, and that also is really a fun opportunity for my dad to come out. My dad, um, you know, he's a, he's a new member this year, and, and he got to play in the tournament. So it's pretty special. I always think it's a pretty fun time playing with my dad. Um, so any any basically <clears throat> excuse to get him out uh, on the courses is, is always is always fun. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of grew up playing golf, but I really never played much around the East Tennessee area. So. Um, you know, the Graysburg was, was like a brand new course for me. Uh, and you know, I, I really like, you know, being in North Carolina, being in the Southern Pines area, I, I get to play a lot of, uh, really great golf courses, but there's really, um, it's, it, it's all generally pretty similar. It's, it's very sandy. It's, it's not yep. super hilly. Uh, and you know, the, the East Tennessee courses really kind of offer, um, you know, a bit of a different, uh, you know, scenery and, 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 uh, terrain. So that's that's also uh, a pretty pretty cool aspect that uh, get you know I, I get I get to uh, do whenever I come into town. So you know that was pretty great. Absolutely. The um, yeah, you're right. It is. I mean, I've came out to visit you quite a bit of times now and played out there and like great quality courses out there. But that is how I kind of feel about the Southern Pines area. It is a lot of the same, same after same in some ways. I mean, you know, there's definitely different layouts, different strategies. You got Tobacco Road, the Mid Pines, Pinehurst area, lots of different avenues, but it is the general same terrain. So it is nice always, I think, getting the branch out, whether it's a beach trip, a mountain course, or coming back to, you know, the hills of Tennessee for you and doing that. So let's dive in a little bit. How did you play starting on Saturday? <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I actually, I showed up and, uh, I haven't really played that much golf this year. And, um, so I, I didn't have like super high expectations going into it. And also the last game of golf I played, I think I shot like a 95. So I was like, I don't know how this is going to go down, but, uh, ended up playing really well. Um, you know, struggled first couple holes on Saturday, but then all of a sudden I just like, I think on that front nine, I had like two bogeys and then, uh, I had six pars. Um, and then unfortunately on the last hole, I, I double bogeyed it, but, uh, uh, I think I ended up finishing, I ended up finishing tied for second. Yep. Um, you were sitting with four back off the lead. So, I mean, that's, that's great for tied second. Yeah. So that was, that was great. Um, and then, uh, going into uh, Sunday, 
man, I was, uh, you know, I was really hoping that I could keep my golf game together. And, and I did for, for a little bit. I mean, I, I think I had, I had like, I had like two pars or three pars in a row. And then I had a birdie that was almost an eagle, man. I almost chipped. I almost had like this like 90 yard uh, hole in from like. I remember you telling me about that. That was wild. You birdied too. It was, it, yeah. And I ended up birdieing it. But man, it, that thing landed and it rolled within like two inches of the hole. So that was exciting. That's a very um, tough hole to, uh, you know, to get a birdie on. And, um, I mean, props to you on that. I think that's the one where you said that you were the last one to hit in the group and everyone around you had already hit phenomenal shots to within like 15 feet of the pin and you were feeling the pressure to perform. And I mean, lo and behold, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cade, I think Cade like hit this great shot and it went, it was probably within like, you know, seven, eight feet of the hole. And then, you know, Brad gets up there and I was like, all right, Brad, let's see what you can do. And he puts it probably within three or four feet of the hole. And I was like, dang, dude. Like, oh, man, now I'm going to have to really hit something good. And I remember just hitting it, and it was like, ah, that's a good shot, but it's a bit right. And I was like, right when it hit the ground, I was like, I was like kick left, kick left. And it, and it did. And it just rolled straight down towards the hole. And, uh, man, it was exciting. That's awesome, dude. So but, uh, uh, anyway, it was pretty much all downhill after that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you, you, so, you have those days. You yeah. really do. Um, you can't you fall apart and you can't put it back together so how did uh Cade play that day i know you're out there you said with him uh Cade did, he did well um you know he he's got such a good consistent game even after like a bad hole it's like he just bounces straight back and yep. and he'll have a good hole um you know actually i don't even really know how he finished but he actually finished you know, basically <laughs> yeah okay yeah so he uh i mean man he just have I mean, good hole, bad hole, good hole, bad hole, good hole, good hole. You know, it was, uh, I feel honest, I felt bad. I feel like I was dragged down with how poorly I was playing. Yeah, I'm looking at your splits uh, from the weekend. Turned in a really smooth 78 on Saturday. And then, yeah, it looked like you played a little bit more of the whack fuck variety of the game on um on Sunday and turned in a nice little 90. So yeah, that, that back nine's got a lot of squares on it. Yeah. We're sitting here pulling up the scorecard and it's like, Oh, well that, that looked like a really enjoyable stretch there for a minute. Um, but no dude, glad you came out. And I know you said you played with Brad, uh, you know, he went on to win the tournament. What did, uh, what could you say about his game? Dude, Brad is a freaking stellar golfer. That guy, like he is so in the zone and like, it's so hard to, you know, I'm trying to, like, poke and prod him the entire time. I'm, like, trying to get him to mess up. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm messing up, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get in your head now. Um, no, I, I could not. I mean, he just – he's so consistent. And, I I mean, he'd have, like, a bad tee shot or something and end up in the woods, and I'd be, like, all right, you know, now I'm going to actually beat him on this hole. And then he'd just, like, all of a sudden he'd hit, like, the greatest shot ever and be on the green. And it was, like, how, how did he do that? Um, so, I mean, that guy just has – I don't think there are too many like you know, like you know, uh, weak weak links in his chain. He just uh, he's all around, just really good. And man, that guy can putt. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it is obnoxious to watch him putt. I mean, he reminds me of like a Zach Hill, Corey Smart, to where from anywhere he can really just like he's never out of it because his short game and putting can just bail him out of any tough situation. I mean, the guy seems like even if he's missing greens, he's getting up and down a lot. So we can't have another one of those. Two's enough. Yeah, I know. Sorry, somebody's got to go. That's what I'm saying. One I, of those three <laughs> has to go. Then well, we from, can't have them out. 
No, we really can't. Like, because this is like they're going to enter the match play tournament, and I just like whoever gets paired against them in the first round is just going to be like, great, I am hosed. <laughs> like, just understand if you see, yeah, a, a Brad, a, um, a a Zach Hill or a Corey, like you're. You're going to watch them hit some shots that just make you be like, no fucking way. <laughs> Especially after, like, because what they'll do is they'll hit, like, two crappy shots along the that's, way. And that's the tease. It, it, it that's is, the tease. It you is. think you have a shot, and then you get on the green, and they just yank it right out from They do. Especially, like, putting in from off the fringe. It's so dangerous. I know mm-hmm. Zach had one this weekend on Saturday to where, I mean, literally had to go up and over this hill in the rough and then had basically the hole was breaking away downhill and to the left. And he hits this putt. I'd say it probably had to travel 20, 25 feet. And I was just like, and it just hits the flagstick, drops right down and in. And I'm like, honestly, man, I'm so over your stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not even like happy for you anymore. I'm just, I'm over. Yeah, at first you are happy for him. <laughs> then you're like, dude, I'm tired of seeing this. I didn't you just make, hurt my feelings. I didn't make 25 feet of putts this whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, cumulative. I don't. I'm, you know what? I didn't either. Back to back to that evil greenskeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw a video. I wasn't there with him, but I saw a video of Zach Hill also putting from the sand, and uh, it didn't it didn't sink by any means. But he came out of the sand through a little patch of rough, obviously across the fringe and onto the green, and it was. Like it was out all of, downhill, too. It was all downhill, and it stopped. Like the speed was absolutely perfect. I'm like, how do you have good speed from the sand? It was, it was beautiful. Like I would love to have done it, but. Um, yeah, kudos to him for, I guess, being able to do that consistently. Yep. Hey, hey, Justin, I don't know. I, I'm a relatively new father. Son's about to turn three in in uh, June. And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more on, like, your relationship with golf with your dad. That is something that really interests me right now is, like, guys who played with their dads growing up, like, how that got cultivated, the relationship that you had with the game with your father. You said you grew up playing with him. Oh yeah, I mean, like, so he he comes from a a, a golfing family. Um, his his um, you know mom and dad lived up in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, um, which we actually went to last year. We ended up uh, finishing the uh, the the league um, year up there uh, at my grandmother's course, um, and uh, it's called Two Rivers. It's up in uh, it's up in Williamsburg, like I said, uh, and it is just it is such great great golf. Um, a little bit spoiled there. Uh, so, you know, I think, I mean, as early as I can remember, you know, my, my dad, you know, grew up playing. So then he, he kind of got me involved. I always, you know, was playing basically whatever sport I could, I could do. Um, so, so pretty much as soon as my dad got me clubs, we started uh, playing together. And I remember at any time that we would go up and visit my grandparents up in Williamsburg, uh, we would always play their course and you know several times i think my grandparents got me me lessons and whatnot and uh i don't remember how old i was when i started actually playing like full 18s with my dad but um i mean i i I was probably like you know 12 13 and uh i i I honestly i think i played better back then than uh you know (laughs) after i got out of college i think I, i was a pretty decent player um i remember i remember the first time i ever broke 100 was i might have been like you know, 14. Um, so, you know, I, I played, I played pretty, pretty decent golf back then. And, uh, you know, playing my dad was always really a great thing. My dad's, uh, my dad's a pretty, pretty competitive, tough guy. Um, so he, you know, he always pushes, he always pushed me to pretty much be the best I could be at, at anything I really did. Um, so I think that's probably why I, I got, 
I got a lot better at golf over the years. Just basically just playing with him, and it's it's funny because, um, you know, all those years ago, you know, after I went off to college and I was like eighteen, you know, my dad would just kick my ass in any golf game we played, and I always thought he was just like a phenomenal golfer. If honestly, you could have probably asked me any time, like, well, what's your dad's handicap? I'd probably be like. Oh, he, he, I think he's uh, I think he's like probably a scratch golfer. Like he, he's not. Um, <laughs> um, he is. He that guy can. He he's got some. He's got some pretty pretty uh, scary shots sometimes. That guy's got some, some dangerous. Um, you know, honestly, some 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 good. Honestly, chip his short game's really good. Any his second shots are always really good. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 I I really love playing golf with him and. Probably one of the reasons that I play today still was just, uh, you know, because he he had me play play playing golf growing up. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just I just really get interested in hearing about guys that grew up with their dads playing because I would love to cultivate that same kind of relationship with my son. You know, obviously I'm not going to push it too hard, but um, you know, if I would feel very very fortunate if he grows up liking the game. I mean, if yeah, we just add another guy to the dudes. Uh, you know, yeah. not to say that you guys won't be a father and son duo, hopefully down the road or next, something like that. Next generation. That's it. Yeah, get it. Start them young, too. Yep. That's it. Well, Justin, thanks for uh, joining us today on the pod. Uh, I look forward to actually having you on as a guest here one of the next times you're in town. Uh, but until then, man, keep it classy, and we'll talk to you later. All right. See you guys. See, See you, Justin. Buddy. All right. Well, there you go. That's a little uh, touch-in from Justin Fawn. Um, glad that he – was able to take some time and talk to us. So, guys, let's go ahead and move on to day two. Uh, what did you guys think about uh, day two out there? I personally shot a lot better on day two. I don't really know why. Just just a better day. Um, maybe it's because I knew that the pressure was off a little bit more. Day one, not that I'm any sort of contender, but uh, I started off well, so I think I applied pressure to myself uh, to try to keep going. And uh, day two, I was like, man, this, this is that was rough. Um, and I got paired up with Greg Vaughn, Justin's dad, which at first I was like, oh, well, like, sounds fun. Clearly we're paired together because we're both shooting, you know, relatively low on the, on the scoreboard. Um, so maybe I'll make a new friend out here. And like Justin said, sometimes he had some great shots. And then um, his misses, it seemed like he and I were following each other around all day. I saw like, that a couple if, times. If he missed right, I'd go right. If he went in the woods, I was in the woods. We were both on. We were both. I mean, if he was on, I was on. It was we were just and the the jokes like at first it's kind of like oh hi yeah. how are you kind of sort of formal first few yep. you know, shake the hand hi good to meet you by whole six it was or uh, not even six shoot I did like whole three four we were like best buddies oh yeah I uh, he's driving around and caught up to you guys and I think it was like hole four and y'all were already like ribbing each other and laughing I saw you guys in the woods hitting <laughs> shots and like just it, it seemed like everyone was having a really good time in your yeah guys he's group. he's a ton of fun so. Uh, yeah, I might just have to borrow him from Justin and play with him some since uh, Justin's far away. He's right here in Bristol. I'm not far from Bristol, so I'll be hitting Greg up for some uh, at least some uh, own ball rounds. We could at least go out there and knock him out together. That was pretty cool. Absolutely, he's a he's a great guy. Let's uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, real quick before we jump back into the second day, I want to hear from Ian a little bit because I know he was in just a stellar group with his cast. But we got a couple interviews we want to listen to from. The final group that teed off, we actually had, you know, eight groups going out that day. It was all teeing them off in a row. I uh, had a great time getting to see te- groups tee off one after another. And so I think this is uh, Brad that we're going to hear from first. All right. 
After uh, day one of the first Dudes of Hazards Open, uh, Brad Nagley came out and played a really strong round, and I'm here with him right before he tees off his second round as the, the leader. I think he's four strokes clear of the field. So, Brad, how are you feeling this morning, bud? I'm a little sore. My back's hurting me a little bit, but I think we'll get it done. Um, I think these guys are going to take a trip to Bass Pro and buy a lawn chair because they're going to fold. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you heard it here. Just play smart and – Keep the ball in play. Love it, Brad. Good luck today, and let's see uh, if you can bring home the title. All right, thank you. Boy, did he have that Bass Pro Shop joke preloaded yeah. or what? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He slept on that one. Yeah, he did. Uh, okay, a couple more guys we want to hear from. You know, you heard us talk a little bit about Cade. Uh, let's go ahead and see what he has to say. And I'm here with uh, Cade Pope before his final round of the first Dudes of Hazards Open. Cade, uh, last year you had a pretty strong year. I know this year you're looking to maybe take the title. And uh, what would you think about maybe grabbing the first major tournament of the win or win for the first major tournament for the dudes this year? It'll be a pleasure to. Um, I kind of plan on stealing the thunder from Brad this morning. You're four down starting into the day. You going to be able do. to cut into that? I think so. I think so. I'm going to play my game, stay strong, hoping my tee shots stay and play a little more today so I don't have to scramble as much and score. But I'm you're, feeling pretty good. You were scrambling all day yesterday, I felt like. Yes, I was hitting some miracle shots, that's for sure. And the putter was definitely on fire, so I hope to bring it bring it this round for sure. So when you say that you're looking to stick to your game plan, is that getting out there after two holes and getting super frustrated and pissed off at yourself? Hopefully not. That's not the game plan. Okay. This, I'm going to have that Tiger Woods mentality this time. I love it, man. The hey. early 2000s, Tiger Woods. The early 2000s. <laughs> well, man, best of luck out there today. Kick ass, and hopefully we'll see you at the end of the round. Appreciate it. So that's two of the guys we had in our final group. Our next guy we're going to hear from is Matt DeBella. He was actually a guest that came out this weekend, played a little college golf at Tusculum back in the day. So let's hear how he did uh, before he got teed off. I'm here with uh, Matt DeBella. He's one of the guests that came out and joined us for the first Dudes of Hazards Open. Uh, had a really strong showing yesterday, and let's hear from him before he tees off for his final round today. Matt, how you looking? Oh, no, it's just going to be a good day. Good group of guys. Hopefully there's plenty of birdies out there. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to show up and take a little bit of the thunder that happened yesterday, especially to a couple guys that, you know, I just pretty much met. But I guess we'll see how it goes. Hey, come in, steal the show, put the league on notice, right? Appreciate it, yeah. Awesome. Hey, good luck today, man, and hopefully we'll see you on the podium. Thank you. And our last member of the final group uh, was Justin Fawn. He uh, he was awfully confident before your, his round, as you'll hear. So let's uh, see what he had to say. All right, I'm here with uh, the defending league champ, Justin Fawn. He's made his way into the final group for the first Dudes of Hazards Open, and uh, he's looking to continue his success. Justin, what are you feeling for today? You know, I'm feeling really good, you know, sitting here on this uh, number nine tee box. Uh, you know, I didn't get to play this hole yesterday, but, you know, I played a lot of holes yesterday, and I played them really, really well, you know. And I'm looking at Brad right now, and I think that he thinks he's going to win today, but I just know that that's not going to be the case because – I'm going to play lights out. <laughs> Love to hear it, Justin. Uh, never a shortage of confidence in yourself. Uh, what are you shooting today? What, what do you think it's going to take to get the number done? You know what? I don't want to give you a number. I just know that number is going to be lower than these three gentlemen standing in front of me. <laughs> so, Cade, Matt, Brad, you've heard it here. Uh, Justin's coming for you all. Best of luck today, bud. Thank you.
Poor that guys. Was, that was before the round because he sounds drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah, he, what a modest guy. What was that? Yeah, I thought he was like he's sauced. <laughs> no, he. This is like before the round. Nothing to drink. Just complete confidence. I don't know. He sounds awful lubed up, ready to go. Uh, no, he Man. he showed up like on the first tee box. It's still like pretty cold and just like his golf polo like strutting around <laughs> chest out. I'm like, oh god, like this guy's here. So. Uh, out of his group, let's see, Brad shot a 72 on Sunday, Kate a 76, Matt a 76, and Justin was a 90. So that looks like that statement ended up not I think he shot himself one. in the foot there a little bit. I mean, I'm not gonna... <laughs> a little over his skis, but yeah. I love the confidence. I like the confidence a lot. I mean, you, you're never going to be successful with anything in life. Uh, unless you're confident with with what you're trying to do, you know, you hey. go into anything half-ass. I mean, guess what? You're gonna have half-ass uh, results. Listen, so I pick myself to win, and I do it again. Yep, that's there you right. go. You gotta believe in yourself. You gotta believe. Well, Justin, you know, when he's saying that too, a lot of that's in jest. He's he's always a, a fun guy poking, uh, likes to poke people and try to get a little rise. Oh, out of he that. definitely. He, he, again, I, that's part of the fun, though. It that's is. part of the fun. He's just trying to trying to have a good time, you know. Absolutely, Ian. Let's go ahead and hear from you and what you thought of that day too. Um, so, uh, my day got started off with a bang. I, uh, I tripled the first hole and never hit the green. Um, I hit the false front. I was trying to get too cute and hit the false front, I think three times in a row. And then, uh, tried to make my chip for a double and just, you know, so, um, I, uh, I, I got off with a rousing start that kind of set the tone for the day. Um, didn't do great, but had a blast played with, uh, Zach and his dad, Mark, and Dan as well. And, um, I mean, we just had an absolute ball. Uh, It was a a fun day. It was a fun day. Zach and his dad, Mark. Um, We, uh, you know, we got to 10 and 11. I I tripled 10 as well. You know, I had several triples on the day. Tripled 10, and from the drive to 10 to 11, you know, we all, Dan and I made the executive decision that I was now taking over the speaker and the music was going to get loud and it was going to get aggressive and we were going to change the tone on the back nine. And we sure did that. We went birdie hunting. We, we were chasing some skins. Uh, didn't get any, but we we had an absolute blast. No, I, uh, I rode up with uh, your group for a little bit, hit some tee shots with y'all earlier in the day. And then, like, y'all, I knew from the get-go we're going to have a great group. I just, uh, I've seen you before, your demeanor. I know Zach and Mark can have some fun, and so can Dan. And so uh, I think it was actually on the green on number seven, you had probably like a five-foot putt to save par or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, left it two inches. Two inches short. Yeah. And so in the little video, you can you could see it on the story back then. Dan's behind him and has his head up. And, like, as soon as the ball comes to Rob, you just see Dad's head just, like, Dan, like just drop right away and start shaking his head. Yeah. And I was like, okay, th- this is going to be an amusing time with so, them. Sorry to disappoint you, Dan. The uh, So I jumped back in with y'all on what would have been hole seven, that par five. I came and teed off with y'all and just played the hole. Yep. Uh, I remember that was a ton of fun. You guys were just talking mad shit to each other by this point. I mean, Dan and Zach were just absolutely chirping back and forth. Oh, I know. Yeah. One point, Zach was like seventy yards out. Was like closest to the pin, Dan, and then like only hits like a forty-yard duff, and like Dan made it on the green, and we were just like, "This is what you get, Zach." Forty yards is generous. Generous, yeah, you're right. Zach didn't even sniff the ball. No, yeah. uh, th- just oh, they a were, terrible. They were talking a, a whole bag of shit to each other, and you know, I just quietly made my cozy little par and enjoyed the entertainment. Yep, that's the whole. Your mom called them out, called Dan out on wearing the skirt. That's yeah, right. I mean, by that point, we were having we were having a, a good good time. Yep, she was running the whiskey challenge on hole eight, that par three that we finished on, and 
uh, yeah, she actually came back onto that green yep. and had to make some comments about Zach and them. Because, I mean, I think everyone left their first putt, like, substantially short. It was just giving them a hard time. Well, I, I, know. I think everybody on the course could hear Zach by that point. Yeah, he uh, he was having a ball. Zach, by the time he starts getting uh, a little juiced up, he becomes absolutely a character. I know. We had a fun time. On that next hole, the, the whiskey challenge, like, uh, you got on. Uh-huh. I know. Um, I kind of... You know, so basically the way this works is it's a, the last part three of the tournament. You, you hit, you get on, you get a shot of a really nice whiskey. Uh, we had Basil Hayden out this time. And so Ian gets on and hits. I just step up to do a little celeb shot, miss. Said, screw it, pour myself a shot too. Um, didn't really care. I was like, well, we'll make an executive <laughs> decision there. Um, and then Zach hits his. I, I think, did Zach get on? Yeah, Zach was yep. on the left side of yep. the pin. He yep. was on the left side of the green. And then I knew this was going to be good. Cor- or Dan steps up on the tee box, and Zach's just been giving it to him for what looks like the last like four holes. Yep. And he's like, you f- you're not getting it there. And because he has to cross like, you know, probably 120 yards of water, yeah, maybe to get to the right. hole, maybe that's 110. And he's stepping out trying to figure out what he's going to hit into this wind, picks out a seven iron. And Zach Louie tells him, there's no chance this is getting across the water. <laughs> the ball goes up in the air, lands about a yard short in the water. And Zach just starts hilariously laughing. And Zach has one of those infectious laughs. So when he starts going, it just starts bleeding out. So I'm, I'm starting to laugh pretty good. And Dan, thankfully, just has the ability to have a great attitude at at all times and you know he's laughing he's like all right i'm gonna have to hit another one dan is all it's almost like dan showed up for that moment to hit it in the water laugh at himself (laughs) laugh with the group drink some beers and not really care about the result but be there to have a good time that i feel like that perfectly sums him up and then so his next shot he's taken and he's lining this back up. And at this point, Zach's <laughs> this I don't know if I'd laugh this hard in a minute in a golfing event. He, you know, steps up for his swing and he's like, you know, you're putting this one right back in the same spot. And this ball's going. And we're all like, is it gonna make it? And it's like halfway there. And Zach just yells out, Water ball yep. and starts dying laughing before it, it's still at its apex. And it yards lands like another yard short of crossing. And Zach about fell over laughing at this point at well, Dan. The, f- the best part of that whole transaction was the next thing that happened where Dan just giggles again, picks out another ball and says, well, boys, got to make this one for a double and tees it back up and then puts it back in the water again. He's like, oh, I'm out of this one. Yep, and just was like, all righty, so yep. we're, we're done with that. No, that was a, a great time. So, Ian, where did you end up finishing up in the final standings? This, uh, uh, I believe 11th. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at the 11th yep. right here. I mean, honestly, you know, that's, we came out here thir- 30 golfers, um, finished 11th, you know, almost at that top, you know, third percentile. Um, I mean, I feel like overall top group for not playing well at all. Um, yeah, I you know, that's, that's respectable. It is. And I'm, and I'm looking here at some of the names of some of the guys that beat you, Brad, Cade, uh, Zach Hill, who's we've all agreed is the most annoying putter in the world. <laughs> Will Shelton, who can three putt all he wants, but it doesn't matter because he can just drive greens and reg to pick up pars. So that's you know a dangerous um, well, asset. One one thing to note is that I did finish above the defending league champ. You so did. I am in good standing there. Sorry, Justin, but um, you finished eleventh. He finished twelfth. Yeah, I got him. And what's best is you beat him by one stroke. I got too. him. So it's not. Uh, yeah, that that even kind of rubs it in a little bit more. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the leaderboard. One guy I want to give a shout out to was David Walker. Um, David, David, way to play, David. David 
absolutely played the best golf I've seen him play, not for one day, but for two days in a row. This guy just came out and played smart golf. He made big putts, what it felt like, all day long. Um, and this may not sound big, but he's making big putts to save a bogey. Well, he's and, got seven circles on his cards. I had one. Yep. I mean, he, he, would, he, would, he beat my ass. Yep. David really played a really strong um, tournament. He shot, he went uh, 79-83 to come up with 162, which put him, you know, at, at plus 18. But when you look at it, like I said, that was, that was good enough for a ninth place finish for David Walker. So excellent there. We had a three-way tie for sixth place between Zach Kill, Cole Greer, and Will Shelton. I'm looking at these scores. All three of them shot an 84 on Saturday, and all three of them shot a 77 the next day <laughs> on that. So, I mean, that's... I guess that's as consistent maybe of a little group, man. It'd be fun to put them together in some maybe some match play or something and see how that works out. Corey showed up, got fifth, um, played great there. And then one of the other guys that really, you know, played in the morning group, Elijah, just really yeah. didn't get off to a start that he wanted. I'm looking at his spread right now, 88 to 77. I mean, 11 shot difference in two days is pretty wild. Wild. He showed up, I think um, – Maybe it had an adult beverage or two the night yeah, before. I think the, I think the uh, tequila got a hold of him on Friday night. So, which is awesome because he was like telling me, "Nah, man, I'll, I'll make sure I get you know plenty of sleep and rest for the tournament." And he <laughs> texts me at like seven fifty-five, like, "Hey, is our group still teeing off at 8.30? I was like, "Yep, you should probably be here." Yeah. So, best of so luck. Get in the car, bud. Yep. And so he did it. Came up, and then you know after that round, he said, "Okay, I'm being serious this time. I'm not going out tonight." And I was like, "Right." Showed up the next day. Did you go out? He said, no, I'm coming to kick ass today. And he's like, I mean it. Like, I'm playing way better. Was really disappointed and absolutely flipped it uh, completely upside down. Uh, one of the guys dropping a little further down the leaderboard, um, looking here, you know, we had another group or another two guys, Hugh Romine and Dan Green, tie for 14th. Um, basically, they both went, or one of them, Hugh went 88-83. Dan went 83-88. So that was kind of interesting to see them do that. Heard a little bit about Greg Fawn. He finished tied 20th with Josh Vasquez. You know, I feel like, uh, Ian, you played with Josh at the Clash. And, you yes. know, Josh has even said it wasn't his best performance that he had put together. No, I followed – I kind of shadow followed Josh's card as the, the weekend went on. And he played way better than when I played with him. Yeah. And, and, and he played that way when we when I first met him, when we he organized that uh, weekend round at Warriors. Yep. Uh, he played – decent so i was glad to see him put some put some good numbers together me too um looking a little further down here i see zach hudson tied 22nd and so let's actually go ahead and we we have a really um fun clip really really candid from zach hudson after his round so all right so we just finished up here our first dudes of hazards open and i'm with zach hudson who uh came down from michigan for this zach what did you think of this weekend uh, it was a good weekend um i've sucked a lot of but this was the most sucked in a day. And just triples galore. <laughs> triples galore. Didn't hit a triple on the first day, hit almost exclusively triples on the second day. But um, a great a great tournament, a great turnout. Um, couldn't beat the weather. I mean, a little windy, but it added an element to it that kind of evened the playing field. And coming into the second day, just everybody is about the same. Yep. Uh, on the level playing field, there wasn't too much of a gap. And uh, it, was, it was just a good time. The, uh, so your dad came out for this tournament. What did you think of that? You know what i Dodging golf balls out here. Yeah, we just, if you're wondering what that pause was, we're sitting on the side of the hole and people started yelling four, so we just kind of ducked. 
Um, but go ahead. So what did you, you think about your dad coming out today? Uh, he enjoyed it. Now now interested in the league, which I think anybody that comes out and plays in one of these events would probably leave feeling the same. And um, a couple of dads out here, so always fun um, just to meet other people your same age. So it's got something for everybody, recent college grads and the, the dads of the recent college yep. grads, so yep. to speak. So it was good. Um, he loved the tournament, loved the setup, and uh, it was just fun, I, you know. Excellent. It's a good time. Yeah. Thanks, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming out. I know this is a haul, but it means a lot for you to show up, and uh, glad you had a good time. Absolutely. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, man. Very good. Can I say one thing? <laughs> I think you have to. I played yeah. with Zach on Sunday. I don't know whose <laughs> he was sucking, but it wasn't mine. I just want to put that out there. All right. It wasn't me. That's good to know. Um, well, yeah, that was uh, right after he had finished playing, and I'm not going to lie, that completely caught me off guard. Uh, I was just like, that's such a Zach thing to throw in there. Uh, he's always just, you know, I guess that's Zach just making comments and just always being lighthearted about stuff. <laughs> he, he's really good at being able to roast himself and poke fun of himself when he's, you know, struggling a little bit. And that's it's nice to see guys that, after maybe not playing as good as they wanted to play, um, you know, still being able to have a good time. So we're looking at Zach and him and his dad were actually, he was tied with his dad after the first day. And so I was talking a little smack there. And then Zach just decided to go meltdown mode the second day. And Mark finished, uh, you know, 13th on the tournament. And Zach finished tied 22nd. So not, not as great as he wanted there. Mark hit some shots. Yeah, he did. He, no, Mark, Yeah, he, I watched a really impressive up and down on one of the – it was on the fodder stack. It's the one that has the the water right in front of the green, and there's that barn right behind it. I think maybe number yeah, like not, three. Maybe uh, he got he got out of the uh, well. He was off on the left hand side and chipped up, and then basically putted it in. Oh yes, like yes. a good 10, 12 footer to save par on the hole. And I was like, man, Mark. Yeah. Um, he yeah he seemed to hit some really good shots. Uh, you know the Byler brothers came out and played. Uh, you know they they talked a little smack. If you look in, uh, I think it's the April issue of the the Dudes magazine. I asked them who was going to win. They both thought they were going to take the upper hand, but it you know it turns out that Ben Byler definitely came out and um, basically was able to take bragging rights over the younger brother. Yeah, he was top dog this weekend. So it's a uh, you know if you're ever beating your brother or your good friend, it's always you know it's nice to beat people, but if you can beat someone that's close to you, it's nice to rub that in a little bit. And then kind of, you know, looking here, uh, Alex um, finished uh, 25th. What was really cool, though, is after five holes, he was tied first and was sitting uh, net two under. Hey. And, yeah, and so, so for five holes, Alex was the top dog, and no one could touch him. Well, I, it's funny you mention that because I had no idea. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for, for me, I was playing like really good, and I was excited with how the day was going. And I was like, man, like, yeah, I'm off to a good start. Like, this is this is a bunch of fun. Like, man, out just just doing my thing. And, um, man, when I, I saw you on the course and you came up to me and were like, hey, do you, like, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm just playing some golf. And you're like, do you, have you seen the leaderboard? I'm like, no. Like, I'm not really paying attention. I'm just kind of entering my scores, you know. And uh, you brought to my attention that I was up front. I was like, okay, great. Like, well, way to magnify it for me. I appreciate you bringing that to light. Um, Going to go ahead and fall apart. And I did. But, um, it, and I think we said, like, there's a lot to play. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's always great to start off on the right foot. But, uh I, I definitely – it was kind of like a, a ticking time bomb. At what point is it going to fall apart? <laughs> well, or at what, at what point am I going to put one into the woods and then duff the, the return out or yep, whatever yep. it is? But it's better than starting off on a bad foot. It's definitely better yeah, than starting off on a bad is. foot. And definitely um, like to uh, 
maybe whoever else noticed my name at the top of that leaderboard there for a little while. Like, it's nice to maybe just kind of go, hey. They did. A couple people uh, you know, were like, who's this Alex guy? Like, I, you know, it's funny because at the match, you know, we had said that, ah, uh, you know, Tim Birchfield, his team has no chance, and then he ends up winning the tournament. And beforehand, like, uh, you know, Brad, well, I was actually talking with him ahead of time. He said, you know, like, who, who are some shots to win? And he was looking at people, and, uh, you know, he sees Alex at the top of the leaderboard. He said, what? I thought this guy, like, you know, like, where did he come from? What's he doing? And I even told him, I said, hey, there, there's still, like, 31 more golf holes that need yeah. to be played. Let, yeah, hey, let's, bro, they, let's be, Alex uh, is up handicapped 22. <laughs> He got a little bit of help on the handicap helper or whatever, but like it's still there's a lot to go. Yeah. Uh, and if you do look at my my scorecard here, it it is great that I started off so great because uh, day one ninety four, day two eighty eight. Yeah. Which uh, for but, me for me those numbers are actually pretty good. Yep. Uh, the eighty eight's really good. Uh, and I kind of sort of strategized a little bit on day two to make fewer mistakes. Like I just need to play smarter. So a couple yep. times like we mentioned earlier, the chimneys I think is tougher. I made some mistakes on the chimneys that cost me. Day two, I really took the risk out of it, and it clearly paid off. So, Well, good. Well, guys, that's a pretty good recap of the tournament that happened. One last thing we want to kind of go over before we get off here is our match. We have uh, this uh, Sunday coming up, 1 o'clock at the Johnson City Country Club. We have uh, Will Shelton and Nolan Dye playing for the Colon uh, Cancer Coalition, and then Alex Holloman and Cade Pope versing them, uh, trying to represent and raise some money for Families Free. So, Alex, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you think of this coming weekend and what you're looking forward to. Well, I think it's going to be a blast, first of all. Um, me and Nolan go back a long, long time, and we were talking earlier about how, how nice it is to always be beating somebody that's close to you. Well, Nolan's one of my closest friends ever. Um, so I, I'm very motivated to beat him on top of raising money for um, Families Free. So um, me and Cade are going to just try to play it smart, be very consistent. We all know uh, that Will Shelton is a is a big bomb kind of guy, but uh, we're me and Kate are just really really trying to think that uh, our consistency might pay off here. Nolan doesn't really get to play a whole lot of golf, and I hate that for him, but um, I am hoping that that works to my advantage. It sh- either way, it should be a great time. Uh, the forecast looks great. Um, the format looks looks like a ton of fun, and like uh, Will and Kate are not going to be able to just drag me and Nolan along. Like we are actually going to have to contribute yep. here, and it's it's all in all, it's going to be a great grudge match to see like. Who can who can pull it off and yeah. on, and honestly who who wants to win more money for their charity? So this, it. this it's a win win really. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna be doing basically each hole is gonna be sponsored at a dollar value amount, and so people will buy a sponsorship. And so when people go to play that hole in the match play, if you win that hole, you win that money for your charity. And then if you tie the hole, it'll be split between the two charities. And then basically we're gonna raise some money ahead of time. And we're going to do a nice little 70% split for the winning team's charity and 30% so way both teams are making some money for their charities. And one will hopefully do pretty well. We have a format of a scramble down the uh, front nine. And then on the back nine, it's going to go to select alt shot with both players teeing off. And then basically, if you know they use um, Will's tee shot, then we'll have Nolan step in and take the second shot. And that's where... You know, the front nine, maybe Alex and Nolan can try to find their groove, but if they're not ready to play by the back nine, it's going to show up. And uh, what's going to be really fun is we're going to have a group there on the patio uh, out there at the country club, and we're going to have them sitting there and watching the final four holes. So there's going to be some pressure on those guys. Uh, so really looking forward to that and just having the, the group out there. 
All right. One of the things I'd like to cover from this weekend was that we had our first major uh, tournament whole sponsor in Blair Brown from Future Home Loans. And she basically did the par three close to the pin competition both day. The first day she sponsored a free round out at the Johnson City Country Club, which is what Greg Vaughn won. And the second day, a $50 uh, trip credit or merchandise credit, which Cade Pope was able to win on a long 180-yard par three. So uh, two names you've heard a little bit about. But I know when she was out there, all the guys that came through, I'm sure you guys can attest uh, pretty quickly that she had a great time and was really putting on a fun event for you guys. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. She she was very uh, inviting and uh, brought plenty of materials, uh, a.k.a. you know a, little, a couple um, – airplane bottles for everybody and everybody definitely enjoyed that and she was able to just kind of hang out and make make a little name for herself and yep um we were more than happy to see her uh her there and, and to see her support yeah shout out to blair man I, I you know i'm new in this league like i said but seeing people come in with sponsoring holes and like supporting us and getting doing what they need to do to get their name out there i think it's a good fit and um it was awesome to have her out there i know uh you know, she sponsored the first hole I played at the tournament, and yeah, you were the opening yeah, on that opening uh, hole, the first par three she sponsored, and so um, it was a uh, it, it was cool to like start the day with some fireball. I mean, that's not a yep. bad thing. So. It's yep. Not at all. Yeah. So that shout and out to Blair, like you said, she gets to get her name out there. I mean, I'm drinking out of a future home loans koozie right here right, right now, and, uh, sunglasses, so, and she yep. gave us some golf towels, all sorts of good stuff with yeah. future home loans printed so on it. The, so that's pretty pretty nice. The housing the housing market is hot, so we're gonna pump Blair's name. That's for, right, we are. She's a, she's, a, she's a mortgage broker, and they're actually a veteran-owned company, which is absolutely excellent. We love helping support our veterans. And what she does is she can help uh, you out with any purchases or refinances you might have and any mortgage problems or questions. Uh, just go ahead and reach out to Blair Brown. Uh, you can look at her up on her Instagram there, and it's uh, at Blair Brown. And she basically services the North Carolina region in Tennessee. And honestly, Blair is just a really high-quality person. She's... Uh, actually dating one of our league members, Brett Golacki, who's just a pleasure to have as a first-year member. And so really thankful for Blair's support of the league and just everyone did have such a great time. Um, guys, coming up, we have our next podcast coming out this Monday. It'll be April 11th, and that's going to be featuring our guest, uh, Zach Hudson. Ian, you want to go ahead and plug your social if people are looking at following you? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Heron Ian, um, at Heron Ian on Instagram, so H-E-R-R-I-N-I-A-N. Um, just my last name, first name. Um, so, yeah, hit me up. I'll follow you back or whatever. And um, phone number, uh, text the group and ask for my name, and I'll I'll send it to you, and let's go play. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, happy Masters Week. Happy Masters Week. And, uh, guys, thanks for listening in to this recap episode. And, as always, keep it classy, dudes.